Joining me now is Ken Coleman, and he is a member of the Ramsey Network, the Ken Coleman Show. Good to have you, Ken. Good to be with you, Gordy. Thanks for having me. You're very much a blessing to have, and we are going to talk a little bit about your life in general as far as growing up, where you grew up. I know you came out of Liberty University and so on, so I'll give the microphone to you. Well, I uh, grew up in uh, Virginia and uh, in a pastor's home, and uh, just uh, my brother and I, and a wonderful home where uh, we were taught uh, the values of of the Bible, and then of course personal liberty, and with a great you know dose of American history piled on top of that, and so that's probably a good, uh, easy way to describe the environment that I grew up in, and. And as you said, I went on to Liberty University, was involved in politics right out of school, uh, worked on several campaigns, was working for the governor of Virginia at the age of 23, and did that for about a year and realized that governing was not the game that I enjoyed. It was the campaigning and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the good fight for ideals and liberty, and uh, uh, thought that at that time that I would run for office down the road sometime in my 30s, and so I made the move at 24 to get into the private sector. I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where I got involved in the speaker bureau industry, you know, uh, booking professional speakers, and uh, it was a wonderful season of uh, learning how to uh, run a company over the next three to four years, got into a VP role and then president role, and then went to work for John Maxwell, the leadership guru down in Atlanta, continued to burnish my business credentials, and it was in that season that I began to really question whether or not a run for political office was the call in my life, and through a series of uh, relationships and some soul-searching, really dug deep into uh, those doubts about which way I was supposed to go, and realized that uh, I was really being pushed into broadcasting and wanting to be a part of you know media worldwide and and reaching people's ears and ultimately their their heads and hearts and so uh, began that journey started from scratch um, very humble beginnings you know while running my own business to stay alive and you know the day job while I could pursue the dream job and and uh, you know got on radio on Saturdays paid my way on local radio and really just put the time in and. There were a series of events, uh, you know, got to meet Dave Ramsey, we became friends, and, and unknowingly he was kind of watching what was going on in my career and uh, asked me to join the team, and i uh, been here since uh, 2014, and just uh, great things are happening. Something you alluded to, and we talk about this word perseverance, about humble beginnings and so on, and again, so many people miss success because they quit just before they achieve it and I've seen this quote and it is ever so true I know my own situation as far as perseverance and you keep going and again a lot of good things can happen that way yeah I mean you know the reality is is that uh, there's this colloquial phrase we've all heard a million times when when uh, we hear somebody referring to someone in our life or someone in their life that something really fortunate has happened to them, and the phrase goes, well, he or she was in the right place at the right time, and it, it's kind of chalked up to good fortune or, dare we say, luck. And the reality is is that's just simply not true. Uh, whatever happened, whoever it happened to, it happened because they were in the right place. And it's all about the right place, which is essentially showing up. 
and continuing to show up and not stopping showing up. And when you continue to put yourself in the right place, you, you put your cuts in at the plate, you pay your dues, you keep showing up, then the opportunity comes along. It's not this just, you know, chance opportunity that a few fortunate souls get in life. And so, you know, that's the key for perseverance is to understand that if I put all of my time and energy and focus into showing up, being in the right place, the right time's going to happen. But the converse to that is if I don't show up, if I quit, then opportunity's not going to find me. It's not just going to pluck you out of obscurity. So people need to understand that, that um, there is patience. There's another P word there. Perseverance gets all the glory in movies and in books and in articles and blogs and things like that. But it's patience. That is the other word there. And, and you know, persevering is one thing, but then you've got to keep persevering, keep showing up, but you've got to be patient. And when you're patient uh, while persevering, that's when great things happen. We're talking with Ken Coleman, and you said things very well because, again, yes, the perseverance, the patience, and as I alluded to, we have people that just because things are maybe not going the way they think they should doesn't mean that's not where they should be, but, again, work your way through things. And either way, maybe it will show you that's not where to be, but many times, again, if people are quitting before they meet that success, it is where they were to be. And as you said, it's not just being about the right place at the right time. Yeah, you know, look, the reason that, that people quit is because of fear, doubt, and pride. I mean, those are the three mortal enemies to progress. I talk about these enemies every day on the Ken Coleman Show because we all face them. And um, there's good news and bad news with these enemies. Uh, the, the, the good news is you can overcome them. The bad news is you can't eliminate them. Fear, doubt, and pride are always going to be present in our lives. But you can overcome them. And, you know, we're talking about the fear of failure, the fear of peers, what others will say. Uh, the fear of rejection, because it stings, it hurts. Um, then there's doubt, doubt that you don't have the actual talent or the guts to stick it out, or doubting that there's still time left for you. And then pride rears its nasty head in the form of, we don't want to ask others for help. Uh, we don't want to uh, show up and be the new kid uh, or, or change careers and start over. These things we just don't want to do, and it's our pride. So the reality is, is that when you've got feared out and pride hanging out on your shoulders, and they tend to hang out as a pack, um, I rarely see just one of those in a caller on the Ken Coleman Show. I usually see uh, a combination of those enemies. And so when, when, when you're experiencing those things and you don't have proper perspective, then what's happening is, is you're focusing on the fear, on the doubt, on the pride. And we know from psychology Data point after data point after data point after data point, study after study, says that the things we focus on, that changes the way we act. And so if all I'm focusing on are fearful thoughts, are doubtful thoughts, or prideful thoughts, then it's going to change the way I act. And that's what keeps us paralyzed. And so what you've got to be able to understand is, is when you look at your life and you're not getting opportunities, why are you not getting opportunities? Well, because you're not showing up. Now let's go a step deeper, which we already talked about. Why are you not showing up? And I will tell you, it's one of those three, if not all three. And when we get that clarity on what's hampering us, what's holding us back, then we have the opportunity to change our mindset, change our focus, and then when we do that, then we can change our actions, and you'll see breakthrough. 
the thought that even after a person arrives, we still have patience, perseverance, because, okay, you've arrived, but then that is still a daily process to maintain what you have. Yeah, it's absolutely right. You know, I mean, what, what you have to do is, is you have to get into a situation where you allow yourself to experience momentum. You know, when you when you get clarity and you realize, okay, I've been thinking this way, and, and that's a lie, so so I'm going to have to start thinking differently, and, and that's going to allow me to act differently, and I'm going to put some small goals out there in front of me, and I'm going to achieve those goals, and I'm going to get myself in a habit of momentum of, okay, I made this step, now I'm going to make this step, and we begin to see the progress of our changed actions, and that's when something becomes a true habit and a true way of living and thinking. And another point I was trying to make when we have somebody who does arrive as, let's say they hit that sweet spot as you refer to, that certainly there's still going to be ongoing trials, tribulations, because it's a very imperfect world, and again, you need to keep working at that. Well, you're going to always take new territory, you know, so... When a person steps into that sweet spot, which I say is the intersection of what you do best, your talent, what you love to do most, your passion, and the results that matter most to your mission, um, then, then you know, you are a man or woman who's on purpose, and so you're going to be taking new ground. And there is no progress without problems. There just isn't. So you're going to always encounter new challenges if you're moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, the fear, doubt, and pride never go away, as I said earlier. And so what you've got to do is, is you've got to know that, you know, look, um, I, I have the, the advantage of being clear, and as a result of being clear, I'm confident. And having clarity and confidence will give you courage in the moments of life where you've got to stand strong. But absence of clarity, there will be no confidence, and you won't be courageous. And, and so that's, the, that's the, the key for folks is to understand what's my mountaintop, what am I really going after. And in each stage up the mountain, there are going to be new challenges. Just because you're in your sweet spot, just because you're on purpose doesn't mean that challenges disappear. And the best attitude to have, again, realizing that a person never arrives because those that believe they've arrived will fall. Yeah, I think it was Will Rogers, the great American... Uh, who once said, even if you're on the right path, if you stand in the middle of it, you're going to get run over. And, and that's what you're really referring to there is, is uh, you know, you're either growing or you're dying as it relates to your personal growth. And, and if you're not continually growing, then you're beginning to atrophy. And it's certainly known, going back to what has been shared over a long period of time, you learn much more when you're in the valley versus the mountaintop, which, again, when I talk about arriving that actually takes sometimes more effort to make sure that you're doing things appropriately. Yeah, I think that the, one of the great challenges for people when they begin to experience success is what is it like to stay here, okay? Because everybody gets the climb, and, and that's really romanticized. But uh, the reality is, is that when you reach certain levels of success, or each level of success, and then you begin to chart out a new course to continue to climb, um, it is much tougher to stay there than it is to get there, actually. You know, we, we do learn a lot of lessons in the Valley, no question about it. Failure is life's greatest teacher. However, what, is, what I have found, and, and I've been able to interview some of the greatest people in the world and been fortunate to do that, and, and in my own journey, um, I have found that um, there's, uh, even though it's, it's 
it uh, seems harder to people to climb. Um, there's something about the focus of, okay, I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing. But then when you get to that next level and you stand there and you look at the view, if you're not careful, you'll get stuck just looking. And that's the whole point, I think, that we're really discussing here is that you've got to continue to climb because um, once you reach a certain level of success, uh, you've got to be very careful not to get complacent, very careful. That is exactly one of the things I was referring to because we see that happen so much as far as egos and the lack of dying to self, whereas I know each day through God and Jesus, I want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah, and that's you're just describing growth, which we've been talking about. You know, growth is um, growth is essential uh, to to long term significance and really being the best you. You know, I open the Ken Coleman show every day with with uh, this sentence that I believe that you are created to fill a unique role. That means you are needed. You're tremendously valuable, but it also means that you must do it. There's a duty for you to show up and be you. Somebody out there needs you to be you, and so. I really do believe that. And so if that is also true, which I believe it is, not something I just believe, but I believe it's absolutely true, then there is a tremendous responsibility on all of us to make sure that we are being our best today with the purpose of being better tomorrow. And that's a very simple way to live. And if we just do that, uh, the impact we will have in our world, in our zip code, will be tremendous. I very much agree with what you just said, and as we talk about your sweet spot, the intersection, and so on, I believe one of the things you do well is trying to help adults and people of all ages find their gifts and abilities and how those relate to employment, because I've seen something over many decades where coming back to the home, as far as parents really identifying gifts and abilities in their children than their older children and helping them sharing with them how those relate to employment and where they may fit instead of so many parents you'll figure this out and you end up with adults really frustrated for a lot of years if not their entire life and maybe they don't get it figured out yeah well that's a that is a byproduct of parents who didn't have that steering in their own homes and it's also a byproduct of a general notion in our Western world that, uh, that work, that your job is just a means to an end. It is, well, we work to live. And what I mean by that is, is we work so that we can get some money and take care of our, our housing, we take care of our food, we take care of our clothing, transportation, and if there's a little left over, we'll make some great memories, but that's why we work. So go to a good college, get a good degree so you can get a good job. And that just doesn't pan out to be a fulfilling life. Now, as a Christian, I go to Genesis, and I see work completely different. And on the Ken Coleman Show, this is the entire context from which I teach. And guide callers. And it's this, that instead of the worldview of, well, we work to live, I believe we live to work. Now, I'm not talking about or, uh, you know, endorsing being a workaholic. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, is that when we live to work, 
we were created to do good works, to use our talents, to do work we are passionate about that matters deeply to us because the byproduct, the result, is our mission. And so we're here to contribute. And uh, so that's those two issues are why you've got that situation with so many parents. They don't even see work, in my opinion, the proper way. So therefore, there is no conversation about purpose and what do you do best and how can you use that in the marketplace to create a result that matters to you and obviously blesses other people. That conversation is not happening around most dinner tables. And the reason is because that's not the view of work. So I'm, my crusade on the Ken Coleman Show is to help people see the true view of work. And when you get that, uh, then that connects to that small voice that lies in all of us that says, why am I here? Agree, and certainly with the breakdown of our family unit today, it would even be happening less if there's an opportunity for happen because we do not have families eating together. But that being said, again, my heart goes out to so many adults that, again, if this had been done with them, what a difference in their life it would have made. But nonetheless, they are where they are, and that's where you can come in and help them. Yeah, you know, we're we're here to shine a light on who they are. You know, we want people to be able to call into a show, a national show, and have a sounding board, uh, but not just a sounding board, but a construct that will help them get clear. Uh, the reality is, is that anybody listening today who feels like they're lost can, through introspection and a very simple process, uh, along with getting. Uh, confirmation from people who know you very well and are truth tellers in your life to make sure that you aren't delusional, you can get very clear. And it's a three-step process. What do you do best? What are the top three to five talents you have? And we could say hard skills and soft skills. Hard skills obviously being, you know, skills you use in the marketplace, uh, whether it be coding or writing or, uh, you know, technology skills. And then soft skills, which is, of course, your personality traits and character traits. Um, and so that's what you do best. And you use those top talents as tools. And then you go do work in the marketplace, work that you really look forward to, the task or the function or the role in the workplace that you get excited about when you think about it. When you're in the middle of it, you got the juice, as I say on the show. And then you realize that time just stands still. You can't believe how much time you spend on it. you got to remind yourself to go home and eat and be with your family. Um, that's high emotion, high devotion. That describes passion. And then the third indicator is mission. And these are the results of your work. Everybody does work, or excuse me, everybody who does work creates a result. So what are the results of your work that fire your soul up? And at the end of the day, you look back and you go, I contributed a result today that connects to my heart. That's mission. Talent, passion, mission. You use what you do best, talent, to do what you love to do most, passion. To create, to produce results that matter most, mission. And So if you look at those three things and then you break them back down and you say, okay, let's look at the world. The world is full of people who are just using their talent only. And they're successful. And then there are people who are using their talent to perform their passion. They're satisfied. But then there are people who are using their talent to perform their passion to connect to their mission. Those people, they're living in significance. 
and I'm selling significance on the Ken Coleman Show. That's the difference. You are very familiar with the saying, do not confuse insanity for great passion. I know that's been my own experience even where I have been for many years as far as sometimes it's meant as a compliment. Oh, so-and-so is insane with what they're doing. They're successful and so on. And I had the opportunity to share, no, it's great passion. And there's a major difference. Yeah, if you go do the study, the, the root words of passion from different languages, so if you look at the Greek, the Hebrew, even German, uh, it's been fun to do this. But basically, uh, the word passion basically comes from uh, the idea of suffering. And I love that because if you are willing to suffer time, suffer rejection, suffer pain, suffer, you fill in the blank, in order to reach something or to do something. That's passion. That's suffering. Will you endure suffering? You know, um, you, could, you could do a physical application of that as well, you know, suffering uh, in order to get in physical shape. Uh, so I love that their suffering is really the word, the idea of suffering is, is really the root of the idea of passion. And it's not all this romantic, oh, I love this. No, no, no. This is, this is about, you know, it could be, it should be, it must be. See, when you get to it must be, that's when you're willing to suffer for that result. That's passion. So it's a, it's a whole other level, and I want people to really grasp that. Uh, because if it's not suffering, if you're not willing to suffer for it, that's a hobby. And that ties up so well what we started initially with patience and perseverance. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the idea here is that suffering speaks to not just the, the persevering and the showing up, but it's agonizing the wait, agonizing. And I would tell you that patience, the idea of waiting and waiting and waiting for something that you deeply want to happen, uh, that's suffering. No question about it. It's a mental suffering, some emotional suffering there, um, not just the physical showing up and you know the hardships and things like that. So yeah, I mean it's the, it it, re, it really is that you know it's it's like a bridge. You know, the persevering matches up with patience when passion is the bridge between the two words. Those are three P words, and if you write it out on paper, it's persevering, and then passion is the bridge that uh, will get you. Uh, the patience you need, give you the patience you need to stay in the game. We're having a nice conversation with Ken Coleman. Ken, let's just finish up briefly this big event you had streaming last week. Let's tell everyone about what happened. Yeah, so we uh, obviously were looking at the exploding uh, unemployment numbers. And so we uh, decided to put an event together that would focus on uh, getting clear, getting qualified and getting connected. Those are the three stages of my seven stages of the clear path to meaningful work, your dream job. And then we focused on the practicalities of the resume, preparing for the job interview, and following up after the job interview. And so I think it was about a 75-, 80-minute event. We did it live. Uh, we got to 13 countries, 49 states. Um, not sure why Maine hates me, but uh, we didn't have anybody in Maine. And uh, that's a joke, by the way. We love Maine. Uh, but the reality is is that uh, uh, the event itself was a wild success. We're actually going to offer it um, on demand, so stay tuned. 
KenColeman.com, the website. Also sign up for our email newsletter there, and you will get notified as to when we will make that as an on-demand offering. Uh, but it was great, you know. Uh, it was a wonderful event, and uh, we just received tremendous feedback. Just helping people that are now going to be facing the most competitive job market in the history of the United States. Ken, I want to thank you so much for joining me today with this nice conversation and certainly look forward to doing this in the future. Gordy, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You take care.